Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 6, entitled Part 4 of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. And today we're going to talk about your core message. Thanks for listening to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and do that now wherever you listen to great podcasts. Now, I originally recorded the main part of this podcast as a single episode, but I've decided to break it up into two so that we can spend a little more time on your core message. In part one, today's episode, you're going to be able to answer these questions by the time we're done. What is your core message and what does that even mean? What are some differences between your core message and other things like your brand statement or a positioning statement or maybe an elevator pitch? And then lastly, where are the challenges and minefields when it comes to you defining your core message? It's part four of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework, or Rebrand for short, and let's jump in. I heard this quote one time, the difference between utter chaos and improv sketch comedy is the simple rule of yes and. I was listening to some folks talk about improv comedy, improv sketch comedy. You've probably seen it where they stand up, take some cues or inputs from the audience, and then off they go and do 30 minutes or however long improv sketch comedy. And the rule of improv, doing improvisation with others is yes and, that you always say yes and to whatever the other character says during the improvisation. The improv rule of always saying yes and is very similar to the radical empathy brand framework that we're taking a look at in these first initial episodes. That yes and simple rule, simple framework for improv comedy, it frees anyone doing improv, it frees you, it gives you, it gives you greater freedom. Just that simple yes and rule turns anything from chaos, like how in the world would you stand up and improv an entire scene or sometimes an entire story for 30 minutes? Well, it's chaos if you don't have a simple framework of you always say yes and. That is always the response to whatever the other characters, the other actors throw out there. So if character one says, wait, was that your mother on the phone just now calling you from Air Force One? Character two says, yes, and she told me to put on a sweater because the air is a bit damp out. So you always say yes, and no matter what they throw out there. That's what makes it funny. That's why we watch improv sketch comedy. That same kind of framework that opens things up and makes improv comedy work, that's very similar to this framework. 
So we've been talking about the need for a framework to pull all of the pieces together between your customers, your marketing, your messaging, your branding, your business strategy, all of those things that are floating out there that you and I wrestle with as we try to run and grow a personal brand. And the Radical Empathy Brand Framework is much like that yes and rule or yes and framework for improv. It is your means towards greater freedom, greater focus, and greater clarity to know exactly what you should be doing and helps you ignore all of the other noise. And today we're diving into part four of that framework, the messaging piece. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to the first five episodes so that you get introduced to the framework and you know where we are. And if you have, if you've already done that, then let's dive in. Now, I want to start with a warning, maybe kind of a a tease regarding where we are in this Radical Empathy Brand framework as we start today's episode. Part one we looked at was your customer. And I would say that that is the most assumed or maybe presumed upon part of the framework. We just assume too much. A lot of times we'll blow right past them. We talked a little bit of that in part two, which is your personal brand or your business. So part one was your customer. Part two was your personal brands. I would say if part one is the most assumed or presumed, then part two, your business, it's the most abused. We talked about how we most often frame things from our perspective. We assume it's important to our customer because it's important to us. We assume our customer geeks out about whatever it is we do the same way we geek out about it. Part three we looked at was your marketing. And I would say that it's the most overused or perhaps overhyped piece of the framework. It's the most overused or overhyped. I love marketing. It is super important, absolutely necessary, wonderfully helpful. But I think sometimes it gets a little overhyped. It gets a little overused. We, we rely on it too much. And then today, what we're looking at is part four, messaging. I would say this is the most ignored, especially for personal brands, especially for personal brands. And one of those reasons, in part, that I think it gets ignored is it's pretty hard to do. It's a, it's a, it's a challenge. It's difficult. Now, the last couple of parts that we'll look at in the next couple of episodes, part five is your branding. I would say it's the most misunderstood and probably undervalued. Part six is the radical empathy piece. I would say that's most powerful. In part seven, we're going to look at the foundation of the whole framework. And I think that's the most important. So let's jump in to your messaging. I just said, I think it's perhaps one of the most ignored parts of this whole framework. So let's start with what do I mean when I say your message or your core message? Now, for our framework, this is that middle pillar supporting the bridge from your customer who's on the left-hand side of the cliff over there and your personal brand or your business, which is on the right-hand side of the cliff. We drew a bridge to connect to those. Last time we looked at the first pillar, which is marketing. This is the second pillar that supports that bridge. It's your core message. So what do I mean when I say your message or your core message? It's the heart of what you want to say to your ideal customer. It's 
the heart of what you would want to say to your ideal customer. If you were to boil it all down, if you were to simplify it, if you were just to have a minute of their attention, you would say, look, let me just, let me just cut to the, I can, I can help you. My business can help you. It's what you would say in that moment. It's analogous to the scene from every romantic comedy, every rom-com where the guy chases the girl or the girl chases the guy. And you finally get to that scene towards the end of the movie where the guy grabs her and finally tells her everything that she means to him. It's that climactic scene. It's the money shot. It's what every girl watching the rom-com is waiting for and every guy is dreading because it's going to set the expectations through the roof. Now, there's a great episode of a podcast, This American Life podcast, the godfather of all podcasts. I was listening to one of the episodes and they were talking about rom-coms. I'll throw this in the show notes so you can go check it out. So they were talking about rom-coms, why it works. They were using it to set up another story. And the producer of this particular story, this is what she said. She's talking about rom-coms and she says, quote, this is like my favorite moment in any rom-com. It's the scene in 10 Things I Hate About You when Julia Stiles reads her poem to Heath Ledger in front of the entire class. It's Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets telling Helen Hunt how he just he just can't believe she runs into strangers all day long and they don't know that they just met the greatest woman alive. And of course, it's Mark Darcy at the bottom of the stairs telling Bridget Jones, I like you very much just the way you are. Uh, She goes on to say in that podcast, to me, the whole point of the rom-com is to set up that line. It's what we all want to hear and say to the people we love most. That is your core message. It is that moment in the rom-com where finally the main character says to the other main character exactly what they feel about them. That's your core message. You need that piece in place. Now, it is a cousin or sibling to, and, and sometimes it can't even be the same thing as maybe an elevator pitch. You've heard probably heard that term. Maybe a little more technical term that is slightly different than an elevator pitch is, is a brand positioning statement. So a brand positioning statement might be something that a brand person might do. Elevator pitch, maybe that's a, sometimes we come at that kind of from the sales angle. And here's a couple of maybe minor differences between when we talk about core message, what's the difference between a core message and a brand statement or a brand positioning statement? I've done brand statements for lots of my clients. They're really, really important, really, really helpful. Again, we'll dive into some of that in future episodes. But a a difference would, would be a brand statement. Sometimes when you're working on that, it it can be a little more internally focused, internally focused to you, to your personal brand, or if you're running a business, internal to your business. In other words, the way that the brand statement is stated in its final form is super helpful for you. Maybe maybe it's not quite as helpful for an external audience like your customer. A core message, in contrast to that, could be stated directly to a customer. Like You could say that to them, to their face, and it would totally make sense to him or her. And sometimes, not always... 
But sometimes an official brand statement or positioning statement, right, that that begins to be maybe a little technical. Maybe it's a little academic. Bottom line, it, it sometimes needs to be kind of ironed out, fleshed out, you know, put in the, ver- the vernacular of your customer in order for your customer to really consume it. So that's why a core message can be slightly different than a brand statement, because sometimes that brand statement sounds a little official, a little over-rehearsed, over-practiced, not, not something you would say to a customer, to their face, if you were like sharing a meal with your ideal customer, right? You, you would just kind of cut to the chase, put it in their language, use their words in ways they can understand. So slight difference maybe between core message and brand statement, slight difference between an elevator pitch maybe versus your core message. Your core message could be, doesn't have to be, but it, it might be slightly longer than a traditional elevator pitch. So that could be a slight difference. And a core message may be, sometimes it may be, depending on what you do and your brand and your business, it may be more equivalent to elevator pitches, not a, not a single elevator pitch. So the combination of several different flavors or variations of an elevator pitch that you might have, your your core message might include one or two elevator pitches in there because you will likely have an elevator pitch per customer or audience that you serve or problem or possibility that you solve for that customer. So if your personal brand solves three different kind of core problems or secures a this problem uh, solves this problem secures this possibility you might have two different elevator pitches there and your core message would kind of be the combination of both of those so slight differences but very very similar sometimes they are can be one and the same depending on how that brand position statement is worded or that elevator pitch is worded All right, so let's talk for a second just about what are the challenges in the minefields when it comes time for you to try to define and create and identify that core message. So here are three simple challenges that you'll probably face. One challenge is that the broader your customers or your audience is the, the the broader base of customers that you serve. If you have two or three or four different kinds of customers you serve, well, then the harder it is to create an inclusive core message that includes all of those customers. That's That's fairly common sense. In a personal brand, depending on where you are in the life stage of your personal brand, if you've had it for a while and you serve several different audiences, then that core message might get a little more challenging to define. When I started my personal brand way back in the day, I was primarily a designer. And so it was much easier to say, I can help you with these design things. Now I do consulting, coaching, brand strategy, your messaging strategy. I do all kinds of things. And so it's a little more challenging for, to make, for me to create my own core message. So the broader your customers, the harder it is to create. That's one challenge. 
Another challenge that goes right along with that is the more diversified your offerings are to your customer base, then likewise, the harder, the harder it is to create that core message. So if you provide kind of six main solutions to your customer, that's much harder to define your core message than if you have one or two, you know, main things that you do for customers. And then the third challenge would be the bigger you are, particularly would not maybe apply to a personal brand unless you're a huge personal brand, like a at the level of a Michael Hyatt or something like that, where he's got a whole team of people. It's a personal brand. It's him. But I I have no idea how many staff members and team members they have, but it's certainly more than him. So the bigger you are, particularly if you're a business or a company, if you have five employees, 10 employees, 15 employees, certainly if you are a huge corporation with several divisions, right? The, The bigger you are, the harder it is likewise to define that core message. If you're some Johnson and Johnson with all kinds of sub companies and and brands underneath that and divisions, you know, the, the harder it is. So those are a few challenges that make it hard and sometimes make us turn away from trying to tackle it. Here are a couple of minefields that we can fall into. Okay. One is you go to create that core message for your personal brand and we're so prone to try to include everything. <laughs> we want that that core message. Well, it should tell them this and this and this and this because all of those things are so important. So watch out for that. It, it, it's not going to be able to include everything. The only way your core message could include everything is if you if you've had a personal brand for three years, if you had one year to explain your core message, because if it includes everything like they're going to be forced to sit there and listen forever. So it's not going to be able to include everything. OK, we, we got to be OK with that. So that's a minefield. We're trying to cram everything into that core central message. Okay. Just like in the rom-com, like it's, it's the synthesis. It's the heart of what the main character wants to say to the girl he's been chasing the whole movie or whatever. A second minefield is that we start to pepper it with what's important to us. What's important to you as a personal brand, you, you start peppering it with, you know, some of the reasons about why you started your personal brand, things that made you mad, injustices that you saw, um, things that needed clarity, reasons you wanted to go have a bigger impact or influence than you could have in a cubicle, whatever those things are, you start peppering them in there. Maybe there's some soapboxes that are important to you that made you leave your day job or corporate gig or whatever and start a personal brand. All of those things are really important to you. They're tied to your personal story. They can really confuse and sometimes even be off-putting if they're in that core message. Okay. So keep the soap boxes out of there. That's not necessarily where they belong. So don't, you can't include everything. Don't pepper it with just what's important to you. Uh, make sure you're, again, that's why we start with your customer. The third minefield is when you include too much or too little of one of the following ingredients that should go into your core message. When you have too much of one of these or you don't have enough of one of these ingredients, that can be kind of a minefield for your core message. 
Thanks so much for sticking with me. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or good old-fashioned email. You can email me at Robbie at RobbieF.com. That's R-O-B-B-Y. I would love to know how your you know, what's been helpful for you from this, what you're thinking, what questions you have, because this podcast exists to serve you, not to serve me. So let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I would also love your help getting the word out. If you would be so kind as to leave a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic because that helps get the word out. If you haven't already subscribed to the Brand Ed podcast, I would invite you to do that. As always, check out the show notes. I've got my free resource in there for you. I'll put a link in there. It's my top 20 website resources for 2020. That will be in the show notes. You can find that on my website at RobbieF.com. I will also put a link to the This American Life episode that talks about rom-coms that I mentioned in the episode. It's a great podcast, obviously, and a great episode. So if you want to go check that out, check the show notes. There's a link in there for you. And then I mentioned that resource, the top 20 uh, website resources for 2020. That is a free resource. But if you want, I've got a pro version of that resource, a pro version of that resource. I will put a link in the show notes. What the pro version gives you is for each one of those 20 resources, I shot a real short, direct to the point video, which each one of those resources that says, hey, here's how I use this exact resource. So literally you check out the resource, And then you watch my video and you go, oh, that's how a pro uses this thing. I can go do this. So it will help you take those resources and know like you're literally looking over my shoulder to say, well, how would he use this for his website or creating websites or updating websites or improving websites? So go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. That's just $27. It gives you all of those videos. Anytime I update those or change those, you will always have lifetime access to the to the pro version. So if I swap out tools or shoot new videos or whatever, you always have access to that. So go check that out. And then I'll also put a link to my recommended resources page. Again, that's like a huge library. You're going to find books I recommend, apps I recommend, all kinds of stuff, you know, a website host, everything. So go check that out. Thanks so much for joining me. Can't wait to talk next time as we look at your brand. And in the meantime, go and build a life-giving brand. 